So what I do on our Christmas service is I do a um, just like a five to ten minute homily. So that's what I'm going to do here. And I'm actually going to do it on the little drummer boy. Okay? So when I was in college, which was very long ago now, I had a professor who actually exegeted little Bo Peep. So if he can exegete little Bo Peep, I figured I should be able to exegete the little drummer boy. The little drummer boy is probably my most favorite Christmas song, and I hope you catch a little bit of why as I share this homily this morning. But let me read the words to you just so you remember it, and I won't do the pum-pum-pum part, okay? (laughs) The words are, come, they told me, a newborn king to see, our finest gifts we bring to lay before the king, so to honor him when we come. Baby Jesus, I am a poor boy too, I have no gift to bring that's fit to give a king, shall I play for you on my drum? Mary nodded, the ox and lamb kept time, I played my drum for him, I played my best for him. Then he smiled at me, me and my drum. So the song starts out with the word come. And this is the message of the gospel. It is also the desire of God. The message of the gospel is for us to come to him, and it's God's desire that we would come to him. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's that word, come. And then in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 5, which is talking about the salvation of the Lord. The scripture reads, God said, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to these waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come by wine and milk without money and without cost. Incline your ear and come to me. This is the message of the gospel. God wants us to come unto him. And it's also the desire of God that we come to him. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4 says that God desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. 2 Peter 3.9 declares that the Lord does not wish for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. The desire of God is that men would not remain in rebellion to him, but would come unto him. So the whole drummer boy song starts out with the word, come. And it says, come, a newborn king to see. And Jesus is the king. In fact, he's the king of kings. Revelation 17, 14 says he's the king of kings. Revelation 1, 5 says he's the ruler of the kings of the earth. Revelation 15, 3 says he's the king of the nations. In John 1, 49, Nathaniel declares him a king. In 1 Timothy 6, 15, Paul declares him the king of kings and the Lord of lords. In the present tense, 
because there won't be any other kings or lords up in heaven. He's the king of kings and lord of lords now. Acts 17 verse 7 declares that the reputation of the early church was one in which they were proclaiming another king besides Caesar, namely Jesus. And he was turning the world upside down. Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 declares Christ the king in the context of which the little drummer boy was written. The Magi declared him to be a king. And then the song goes on from there and says, Our finest gifts we bring to lay before the king so to honor him when we come. The world tries to honor him with things like gold and myrrh and frankincense and these types of things. But the drummer boy actually understood something that they didn't. They wanted to offer gold and frankincense and myrrh to a king, but the drummer boy was in a better position. He was poor, and he realized his utter poverty in the presence of a king, in the presence of the king of kings. And he says, baby Jesus, I am a poor boy too. I have no gift to bring. This is the point of saving faith. When you realize you have nothing to offer for your salvation. When you realize that you are bankrupt of anything good, you see your sin for what it is, the awful crimes that they are in the sight of God. The Holy Spirit has convicted you of sin, righteousness, and judgment, and you know your only hope is found in the mercy within Christ because of his work at Calvary, his death on the cross. Forgiveness of sin is available there. You know that's the only thing you can cling to. And this is the place the little drummer boy had come to. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give a king. Turn with me to Luke chapter 7, if you could. This is our only passage we're going to actually turn to, though we've cited many. Luke chapter 7. I want you to read this with me. Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 48. The scripture reads, Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat, and behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, she's a prostitute, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping, and she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head, and she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Jesus picked up that he was having such thoughts in his head. He could see his demeanor, his face. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, Teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. 
One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And Jesus said to him, You have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears, wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. This woman experienced what the songwriter describes the little drummer boy to be experiencing. It is what you and I, who have repented and come to know Jesus, have experienced. It is what you, who have never tasted of his love, can experience. Forgiveness of your sins. The song goes on and says, Shall I play for you on my drum? Once you come to saving faith in Jesus Christ, you realize you are to live for him. The very first question of our catechism here at Mercy Seat, taken from the Westminster Catechism, what is the chief end of man? To live, to glorify God, and enjoy him forever. When you come to saving faith in Jesus, you know your life is meant to be lived, to glorify him, and to enjoy him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15, upon talking about the salvation of the Lord, speaks of the fact that we are to live our lives in service to him who had died in our stead. We should have been put to death for our sins, but we've obtained forgiveness of our sins through Christ. And therefore, our lives are to be lived to the glory of his name. So the song ends by saying, Mary nodded, the ox and lamb. And then I played my drum for him. This speaks of the fact that God gives every one of us gifts. And we are to use them for his service and to bring glory to his name. Every one of us has gifts. We're a body. We all have different gifts. We benefit each other. We're a blessing to one another. You must not take your gift and go put it in a napkin and hide it under your bed. You must use your gift to bring glory to his name. Then it says, I played my best for him. And this should be our heart's cry. Are you playing your best for him? Then he smiled at me, me and my drum. This is the heart's desire of a true believer. No fame, no fortune is needed. The reward is knowing you have pleased him. The simple words you long to hear are these. 
Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. May Christ be praised. God bless you and have a Merry Christmas with family and friends. And think on him and the great salvation he has brought you. Amen.